Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Looking to jumpstart your career? Start with the city of Norfolk, Virginia. Whatever your background, Norfolk offers opportunities to make a difference on the job. In a vibrant, waterfront city, you'll love to call home. You'll also earn competitive pay, outstanding benefits, and a $5,000 sign-on bonus. A new career you'll love in a city you'll love. So, when can you start? Get started at norfolk.gov slash coastalvajobs and find a career you'll love today. Restrictions apply. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Explore secrets of the universe with show host Sherry Sage Zimmerman. Navigate between the worlds of both the physical and the spiritual planes of existence. Welcome back, everyone, to Secrets of the Universe. Um... This will be another exciting show. Um, I find all these interesting guests uh, in different pockets of the world, um, uh, mostly in our country, but also some other countries. So, yeah, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about today with a woman who uh, she's very actually involved in a lot of different areas that are so interesting. Of course, you know, all I work with a lot of uh, different different types of variety of people because I like to really give a um, different kinds of shows. So she does work with um, the spiritual uh, work as far as an advisor and a hypnotist, uh, life coach. Um, she does quite a bit. So in a minute, we're going to bring her on and we're going to just let her share her story and the work that she's doing and how you can get more involved with the, the 
services that she offers. I want to take a minute to also say for those of you who are watching on the YouTube channel uh, through the Goldilocks Productions, we have a new thing called Super Chats. If you look under the comments, there's a little emoji there that you can donate if you'd like a dollar uh, for the show. And um, I also um, take note to those because I also like to be able to give a free mini reading that I would be doing um, for the first person that decides to do some donating. So uh, it's just a little extra thing we do here um, just to kind of keep it fun and be able to offer our viewers uh, some added services. So just in case if anybody wants to do that, you would have to go on YouTube on the live channel of uh, Goldilocks Productions. Um, with that said, I do want to go ahead and bring in our guest, and her name is Lana McGarra. And Lana, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Sherry. What a joy to be with you today. Yeah, this will be so interesting because I, once I looked over your website, I was very excited for all the different kinds of work and how much work you've done in a variety of medias, you know, different, um, just a lot, TV and radio, and you have your own show, which we'll talk about, and one day I, I would love to end up being on your show. Um, but, I, you know, one of the things I was looking at your website, and I thought, oh, my gosh, you're the author of over 30 books. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like, I've seen that with other authors, and I'm an author. I've written a couple books for those. My audience pretty much knows I've written more on mental health issues. One's my autobiography. And then I have a new book coming out, hopefully the end of this year. It's my Mother Mary book. Uh, she appeared in my room when I was nine uh, for just a moment. So I wrote about that story. But when I see what, what you're doing, like, how do you do that many books? So just introduce yourself as far as, you know, who you are and why you got into any of this work because you do so much. Oh, wow. That's like big, big yeah, box yeah. there. Um, yeah, I uh, started writing uh, when I was 24. Now, that was almost 40 years ago. So... <laughs> You know, it's been a long time, but um, it took me 14 years to get published. I worked on my for, uh, first book for 14 years. Wow. I want to emphasize that because I was teaching myself to write. I had minored in English in college. And what I found out was in the creative space, what you do for academic papers is very different from what you do for a published book uh, and also for novels. Because I was writing novels. That was my that was my passion. Um, and so I was teaching myself that craft. And one of the things I tell people about writing is you, you learn to write by writing. It's not a quick and easy process. There are things we have to break through because one of the things that happened to me in that 14 year period was my personal development. When I started writing, I was under the domination of my mother, very strong, narcissistic, negative, malignant person. And I did not have any freedom to, you know, I was, I was living right in here in the protective mode. I had no freedom to really express myself and who I was. And uh, in that period, there came a crisis uh, moment and I broke my contact. I went no contact with her because that's what you have to do with a narcissist. Mm -hmm. um, and over the next couple of years, all of a sudden I started blossoming. And my first book got published and that was in 1996. And then my books began to just, you know, I one after the other, after the wow. other, after the other. 
So um, my first novel was the reader's favorite that year. And four years later in 2000, I won a national award for my fiction. Oh, wow. So, what was the name of the first one? I'm, I'm excited to share <laughs> with my audience in case they want to in case they want to check that out. That that series is so dear to my heart. Um, mm -hmm. The first book was called Megan's Choice, and it was eventually put into a bundle of four novels in one book called Colorado. Uh, that was under my old name, Rosie Dow, R-O-S-E-Y-D-O-W. Mm -hmm. If you go to Amazon, you'll see Rosie Dow over there. Now, under Lana McCara, I have a couple of titles, but <clears throat> Rosie Dow is the bulk of my work. Um, you know, up to now, now I'm writing... Another, I'm writing a full length novel right now. I am mm -hmm. so excited. It's actually going to happen this year um, because I've been full time ghostwriting for the last five years. I haven't had time to write my own stuff, but this year mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to do wow, it. Good. Yeah, good. yeah. So, so the way that I was able to pump out that many books was because mm -hmm. I am a project manager, I'm very organized. I had seven children. So I just oh want to emphasize gosh. while I was writing, I had these seven kids, right? Wow. I'm homeschooling them. Yeah. Seven children. And seven children. Them. Oh my gosh. Homeschooling wow. them. And we were living overseas in a third world country at the time. So unbelievable. This, you know, it kind of stacks up, which is why I say I'm recovering workaholic. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the 12 step program for overachieving. Um, so what I did was I found, I created a process for myself mm -hmm. to shorten the time. And I was able to pump out two a year, sometimes three a year in those days. Wow. I'm going to have to talk to you about that. Yeah. <laughs> I have, yeah. I have some books sitting on my computer for literally five to eight years now. And, you know, I'm trying to get them moved, but yeah, I'll have to talk with you about that. Okay. Yeah. Even now uh, when I'm ghostwriting, I will ghostwrite two or three a year. So wow. um, I kind of cracked the code on, you know, some of the parts of it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how I did it. Uh, and the other piece of it was my passion. I would get up at five in the morning. I'd be so excited to roll out of bed. Oh, yes. I get to sit at the computer for two hours before the kids wake up, you know, and I would pump <laughs> out the, the, the pages and I would be just delighted. Yeah. That's amazing. You, you really are an inspiration, seriously, for all of us out there that you know, have raised children. I've been a single mother and it's not an easy task at all. So for what you've accomplished, I'm just, that's amazing. Yeah. I can see where you could help a lot of people, you know, focus and, and really get to the grind of that's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. And so then you yeah. also became a hypnotist as well. Yes. Yeah. So my, my uh, journey went into another phase in 2009, right around the time my 20th book came out. I uh, ended up in a divorce. I had been mm. married 30 years. Oh, 30 wow. Years of marriage, seven children, no work resume for 30 years. Oh, wow. Nothing. I had never had a W 2 all that time. I was writing books, but, you know, royalties come in. Sometimes they're big, sometimes they're not. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. And of course, I was an editor as well. I was editing for a publishing company by that point book coaching I was doing. All of this was sideline stuff. I was not the breadwinner in the family. Mm -hmm. um, and in 2009, I found myself literally just out there in the world. Wow. Um, what am I going to do now? I'm 52 years old. Mm -hmm. I have no resume. I don't even know what I want to do. I never considered the fact that I might be in the workforce. 
Never occurred mm. to me. Um, never expected to be divorced. And so I yeah, went into, yeah, that's funny. You know, who 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 really expects that, right? But yeah. It, well, it, I was it, married to a pastor. Uh, <laughs> we really weren't into the divorce thing. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't on the radar, you know. <laughs> it just goes to show you anybody can get divorced, right? <laughs> Absolutely, boy. And even at 40 years, 45 years, you wow. know, it still happens. Yeah, my, oh, my wow. sister's a counselor. She says she has clients that, that have been married 42 years. Wow. Uh, and in divorce. So anyway, all that long story short, it put me into a journey of personal development. And because I was in that very conservative world mm -hmm. and it had a framework and a, and a box that was about this big. Right. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the box, you know, which you could pretty much put it around your own two feet yeah. was OK. And everybody outside the box was bad, really bad. And so all of that, you know, that judgmental spirit, that, that condemnation. And, you know, as I was, as I was being uh, writing and I was getting speaking invitations and I was going out to speak, I was leaving my safe little world and I was going out to speak. I was meeting people who had different ideas and I was le learning to know them and they were responding to what I was saying from the stage. It would come up to me and talk. And and I was getting a wider view of the world. And, you know, there's some really good people out there. There's some really nice people, some some good hearted, big hearted, wonderful people out there in the world. And that was part of my expansion that mm -hmm. I started to see this little thing right here. That's just made up. That's man made. That's just control. And I just could not deal with it anymore now that's not why i left my marriage but it was a piece of my power no that doubt. i have no doubt no doubt. Yeah. i think we all find that you know it's interesting because I, I at least i and i'm sure a lot of people look back over their lives especially as you're older you know over 50 55 you know you kind of really go back and reflect you know yes. and you kind of say you know Wow, you know what was what was all that about, and how did it go from here to there? So I, I do. I think you're right. I think we we evolve in our own self, where we do break out of certain situations or people, you know, because because we're meant to go in this other direction, you know. Not necessarily meaning you have to divorce or you have to leave, but a lot of times it does require that, you know. It depends on the other person. If the other person is willing to expand, willing to grow, yeah. then. You know, you can you can modify that and shift together. But if the other person is rigid and is not willing to do that changing, then eventually, you know, it's just naturally there's not, mm -hmm. it's naturally going to happen. I see a lot of people in their 50s yeah, in that situation. Yeah. So yeah. that put me on that spiritual journey. Now, what that did for me at that age was it, it put a lot of question marks in my life. You're like, God, are you there? Are you real? Do you really exist? You know, I've been living my life inside these lines and I've been working really hard to color in the lines. And everybody told me that everything was going to be great, hunky dory, wonderful if I did that. And now here I am. I'm on the sidewalk. I have no way to earn a living. What in the heck am I going to do now? And so for two years, I was just like in the shock state. I just, you know, I, I just kind of hosted. I, I, my mother had a business. I went to work for her for a little while. I, I started picking up VA virtual assistant jobs and uh, just piecing together. You know, I was living on a, about $1,200 a month 
uh, at that point and praying, you know, I was eating ramen a lot and, um, you know, that was my life. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I met someone who did the emotion code. I was at a, an e-women network event in uh, Charlotte, North, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, because I was living in South Carolina at the time, just across the border. And I was right. going to North Carolina to do business networking. And this woman came, it's one of these moments. She came and put her hands flat on the table. I was standing behind the table because I had some stuff there because I was selling a program. Mm-hmm. And she put her hands on the table. She looked me in the eyes and she said, you and I are going to do great work together. <laughs> wow. And I went, wow. Wow. Who are you? You know, right, right, right. <laughs> like, what's this about? Right. Yeah, what kind of work are you thinking? Um, and so we set up a call, and um, she was an uh, ICU nurse, wonderful person, but she had discovered the emotion code, and that is using magnets to clear the body of stuck mm-hmm. energy. Um, and she was using the emotion code and, and that was her practice. She gave me a trial run when I, you know, I was very scared. I was super scared of anything that was outside of my, you know, framework. Oh yeah. Um, and I found out it's just magnets running magnets over the body. I'm like, well, that's not, you know, nothing scary about that. <laughs> um, and so we had our first session and it changed my entire life. It, it just opened me up to see that there's relief out there. There's help out there. It's not hard. It's mm. not scary. It's not painful. Mm. It's easy. It's gentle. It's safe. And if we just open ourselves to receive that, mm. we can get that elevated state and, and, and relieve ourselves of this heaviness that yeah. we Yes, you just put that beautifully. Thank you. That was beautiful the way you just described that. And I agree with you. I think when you really realize, well, I'm I'm really into reincarnation, so I'm a big believer. We all we all knew what our plans were on the other side before we came in. A, a basic, you know, overview. We we knew what we were coming to Earth for our soul's growth and our soul's mission uh, for ourselves and for the collective of of the consciousness of the world. So I agree with you. And I think when you do what you just said, you kind of start trusting and opening up a little bit. Your life does start changing and it, it may be slow and it may take some time, but there is there is a individual path. Um, you know, your soul's intuitive side of you does know which way to go. You know, so I agree. You know, I love how you put that. It was very, very, you know, uh, well said. Thank mm-hmm. you. I, I always think about people saying, I didn't sign up for this. Well, guess what? Yes, we did. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. I think that all the time. I mean, I, I, I try to be careful because, you know, I can really get into that whole subject because I love it. But you're right. I mean, in my mind, I'm like, I know it doesn't seem like you did. Yeah. But believe it or not, you know, there's a part of you down deep. Your soul does know and it does remember if you if you want to remember what it was that you decided to come down here to do. And, you know, the beautiful thing is, you know, we all have guides and we have cheerleaders. Our guides are our cheerleaders on the other sides besides the angelic world. So we do have, we do have a plan, you know, that we came in with. It's just the fact of trying to to remember, allow yourself to remember. Right. But I can't believe you said that. I think that all the time, but I'm very careful because, 
if somebody's not really in tune with that thinking, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it, I find it's very hard for them to, to really kind of accept that. It's almost like, really, you think I would have chosen this? And I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And I, I, um, you know, sorry to interrupt you. I just no, no, go right ahead. no, this is a very free flowing. No, jump right in. Okay. Um, I had a lot of those feelings um, and a lot of anger, a lot of rage. Um, all of my boys, six of my children, six of my seven children turned away from me uh, during that period of time. Uh, you know, I broke up the family um, and that was so painful. Oh. I can't imagine. That was so painful. I had dedicated my life to mm -hmm. staying home, training them, schooling them, wow. and poured my heart into them to have them turn away. Yeah. No, I, I imagine to me, it's one of the worst pains you can have on this earth. It's one of the deepest pains that you can experience. I've already had something like that a long time ago. It's very similar to that, but it's very difficult. Yeah. It, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And from that, from from this side of things now, because it's been 11 years since I've been mm -hmm. since that happened and and uh, we're healed now, which thanks to COVID, thanks to COVID, the family is healed. Oh, nice. nice. Yes. Yes. So I'm just so grateful. My oldest son said to me, I feel like I've got my family back. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've got my family back because we were so worried about each other. Wow. During wow. that time. Yeah. 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 So. Knowing what I can see from this perspective now and looking back during the time that I was going through those things, if you had told me, you know what, you planned this all out. This is what you decided to do before you ever came and your feet hit earth. I would I would get so angry and, and people would say, oh, you're just projecting. You're projecting you know, your own limiting beliefs. And I would get furious right. because right. I was in pain. Yes. Yes. You yes. know, I was in some serious yeah. pain. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. I, I, I do. I think you got to be careful because unless somebody's really not um, really there, you know, to understand that, because it can sound a little bit kind of uh, condemning, like, you know, <clears throat> you know, well, you know, you chose this. So, you know, I, so I agree with you. you. You do have to be very sensitive because people are in pain until they open yes. up to some more of this kind of idea. Right. Yes. Or understanding. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So my spiritual journey uh, started there with the divorce coming through that, you know, that section of two years of real difficulty. Um. And then in 2011, my daughter got sick. My daughter was so sick that I, I really was. I, and nobody could find any, anything wrong with her. She mm. went five years with undiagnosed Lyme disease. She had oh, fibromyalgia, was starting with uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, she was sicker and sicker and sicker and sicker until she could no longer live alone. She had to move in with me oh. um, in 2014. And I watched her go downhill in 2016. Oh. She was really, really bad. Oh. And being now that I know, you know, I'm a psychic intuitive. I'm a natural spiritual healer. And she walked in my room one day and I looked at her and I saw the gray energy. Oh, wow. And I went, oh, my God. 
Mm. We've got to do something here. What is going on? And, you know, doctor after doctor, oh, your numbers are fine. I don't know. Maybe you need to see a psychiatrist. And I just want to hit them. I just was so angry. Yeah. And so we did. We did. I set up a GoFundMe page. We we got a little money together because I was still living on just pennies and now trying to take care of my sick daughter. Mm. So no help from the other side of the family at all. Wow. So um, what what it was, what it ended up being Mm -hmm. was that my daughter is a healer. And she had to go through the valley of the shadow of death. Right. I I totally understand. To heal herself. Mm -hmm. And now I'm getting such chills. I can't even tell you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And today she's whole. Ah, well. I'll I'll talk with you another day on stuff like that because I do have something I I would love to connect with you on that because I totally understand that. Totally. So in 2017, I saw someone on YouTube. You know, I think the angels are on YouTube, right? Yeah. <laughs> the YouTube stream is just like angels are there. and They're putting those stuff in. Yeah. Um, I saw this little guy. He looks kind of like a mad scientist. He had his hair like straight up in the front. He's a little dude. Mm-hmm. And he said and his headline was um, how to stop pain in three minutes or something like that. Uh, and I went, you can do that. You know, and it, it was only the, the thing was only like six or seven minutes long. So I just clicked on it. Um, he was doing a demo at the front of the room and this guy comes up and says, yeah, I've had pain in my knee for 15 years. And and he did his little process. It was moving the hands and telling him to do things. And there was no hocus pocus about it at all. And the guy gets a shocked look and goes, oh, the pain is gone and walked back down. And I went wait a minute. Then I did some muscle testing and checking in. Yeah, that was real. (laughs) By then I could tell what was right and what was it by muscle testing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I started, I went over to this man's website. I started to uh, follow him. I was watching his YouTube videos. And in March of 2017, I flew to San Diego uh, from Philadelphia because I'm in Philadelphia. I flew to San Diego and I went to training. I stayed out there for a full week. 40 hours of training. Wow. I learned how to do what he did. Oh, wow. But not just that, that what he did there, that pain relief, which is so important, Mm -hmm. not minimizing at all, was only that much of this big body of work and learned how to release traumas from the past, stuck energies in the body, pain stories, family stories, past life stuff um, through several different things. It's, it's a deep hypnosis with NLP. And then I brought in my own energy healing that I knew by that point and made this body of, you know, of work. So transformative three sessions is life changing. And, and so I don't call myself a coach as much as I call myself a spiritual healer. Okay. Because I don't really coach people like through circumstances. I go in and heal. Right. The flesh Mm -hmm. of the energies that we have held right in this body of ours. Right. Body's like a refrigerator. It just, you you put the bad stuff in there because you can't deal with it. And the next thing you know, your shoulders hurting, your knees hurting. You've got this problem, that problem, generalized 
symptoms that nobody can seem to find out what they are, you know, with all that I went through with my daughter. And what happened in that week was that we would trade, we would trade practicing on each other. Mm-hmm. And we had to make up a long list of things. And can you imagine 40 hours in a room with 60 people and, you know, like every hour or so you're doing three healing sessions with somebody. And then the next hour you do two or three more healing sessions wow. with somebody. And wow. by the time I came back, I walked in the door and put down my luggage and my daughter said, you're different. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm. Yes. Changed my whole perspective. Not that I'm not healing still, not that I'm not still, you know, got stuff. Sure. Sure. But that was a And I like like how you said that because, you know, I've come to, because of my own personal life experiences as well, and does have to do with something similar you just spoke about family-wise. And I think, I, for me, I feel like, um, I do think a healing is, is really a ongoing. So I'm not a big believer anymore. Like I was when I first got into the whole metaphysical world back when I was 26, 28 years old. I I don't really know if I would totally go with, you know, somebody is healed. I I do understand it. it, it, That kind of has its place, but for certain, certain things, I guess, or certain, um, I just think sometimes we are on some level in, in some areas of our life um, always healing. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, because there's just some things that are really, I, I don't know. I guess I feel like uh, when you think about different lifetimes, I think um, we, we all know we carry things from lifetime to lifetime, which is what a lot of past life work is about is healing that trauma. However, you know, when you're in a, in a new life like we are now, you know, you, you also incur more. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I'm not saying I don't believe people can be healed. I just think that there are certain things where I know this one particular thing with me that has happened in my life in this lifetime. I know for me, it, it, it's an ongoing process of healing. I, I don't ever really see it as healed. Um just because there's a part of it that you can't get back of, of what happened. So, you know, it, it's just an interesting subject all the way around. You know, I think there's too much out there that I hear, you know, oh, you can be healed and you can be healed, you know, and I just kind of, you know, um, have, you know, different feelings about that. I'm not saying I don't also don't think that's true. I think, you know, I've had long distance healing from a friend and it's worked very well. But I just think there's certain things that, you know, I don't oh, yeah. think you can get completely healed. You know what I mean? And and I'm okay with that. I, I, I believe that's I think that's all part of, of part of this lifetime that I know that I know I chose. So that's part of it, right? That's part of what I also chose, right? Yeah. That it would be a lifelong healing process, that it would not be one of those you're healed, you know? And I'm okay yes. with that, you know. Um, yeah, because so I know we're back on the other side, and we're, you know, <laughs> we're back, we're back in a whole different, you know, energy when you're when you're on the other side. I have a lot, of, I have a lot of memory of being on the other side. Um, not not everything, but a lot of memory of it. So, but yeah, um, yeah, that's really interesting work that you're doing. You really like learned a lot. I guess that was a big part of your, um, your 
understanding of the healing was from a lot from that particular hypnosis experience, right? From that. Uh... Right. And being the overachiever that I am, I, I went and took three more uh, certifications from three different people. Uh, oh. So, so I, I really, I, I'm also certified in medical hypnosis. I went, I learned about the body and how the body responds to suggestions and, and uh, questions because if somebody is having a problem getting a diagnosis or maybe they're, they're just not sure what's going on to be able to ask the questions and then the, then to get the subconscious mind to answer because the body knows what's going on. The body knows why you're tired all the time or, or why, you know, certain things are happening that maybe nobody else can figure out. This, this work is not diagnostic. We're not telling people, you know, you've got this disease or that disease. We're saying, when you were 12, you know, something happened to you and that made this part weak and maybe you better go to the doctor and get that checked out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree with you. It's funny you just brought up a thought and I, I don't want to talk too much because I really want to share, but it's funny what you just said. I, I've been a CNA for over 20 years and there was a client I had a long time ago, an older woman, and she had rheumatoid arthritis really bad. Now, her, her father also had it um, when she was a younger girl. What happened was, the story real quick, which is kind of exactly what I can relate what you're saying. It really has to do with things that have happened in our lives. She was a young girl with her sister, and the school took a trip to, I forget where it was, but it was at an amusement park. And they were on a ride that was one of those that kind of flew around up in the air and her sister ended up the, the, the seat they were in open and the sister fell out and fell into a pond of water and, and, and died. And you know, she was a young girl, you know, when she lost her sister and her parents, you know, of course, it was too, too much for them. They ended up divorcing. Um, but the father, soon after that incident with, with his daughter, developed, seemed to have developed. And it's interesting because it seems like I felt like she kept saying to me, like, she carried this guilt because she felt like, you know, she a lot a lot of times people who, when, when one of the children is alive and one's dead, they kind of felt like, um, one, they kind of became a little bit invisible, you know, because the parents were grieving over the other child. And two, she felt like she sometimes wished, you know, she couldn't have done something, you know. So it's funny because talking with her about it, and I, I said, well, that's interesting that you developed the same thing your father did. Um, and she said she was always wanting to try to get closer to her dad, and she couldn't seem to break through. So I thought, you know, it's kind of interesting you ended up with the same thing that, you know, that he did. So, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with you. It's funny how that emotional drama or trauma yes. and drama stays in the body, you know, in all parts of the body and the mind, yes. you know, and needs, and needs to be released, which is, you know, the kind of work you're talking about. Yeah. And a lot of times it can't be. Doctors can hook you up to all kinds of machines and they can tell you different things. But this is something really much more, I think, much more deeper and personal that really kind of helps unlock you know, what the problem or what it is, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And my daughter did go to the doctor and she did take some medication and she did uh, go to an herbalist and a nutritionist. And, you know, it wasn't like she sat at home doing yoga. She yeah. actually did follow mm -hmm. the breadcrumbs, 
this helped and then she went to the next thing and that helped and it was a journey it was a journey so one of the things that i uh, you know to your point about healing um is that releasing the need for life to be perfect releasing the need for myself to be perfect Mm -hmm. and realizing that this is uh life is a journey and every day we can choose our vibration. We can choose our peace level because the only thing holding us back from peace is our own attachments, right? our own self-judgments. And so if something comes up tomorrow, then we'll just, you know, go through the releasing then and get back to, you know, to peace again. And, and that is the way this human experience unfolds. The thought that, you know, we're going to get to this end and every life is going to be all cherries and roses is an, it's a mirage. It's not even real. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you completely. I, I think, you know, when I wrote my autobiography, that was one thing I put in my book was it was literally putting one foot in front of the other, literally to get through that this one time period when I was young, when I was 19 and had my first breakdown. Um, but really, it had a lot more to do with um, spiritual attacks um, on the darker side. Very long story. But I do think that, like you said, it, it is a process that you have to um, allow yourself to say, you know, it, it, it's going to take some time, you know, and that's OK. Right. Um, we're all here to do time <laughs> on some level. <laughs> so you might as well you might as well make the best of it that you can. You know. Um, so, yeah, it is a process and it is not some miracle working. You know, I'm not saying that can't happen as well. I've seen that. I've seen that, you know, happen where somebody will have one or two or three past life uh, regressions and literally whatever their issue, you know, was resolved that quick. Um, but I think for the most part, I agree. I think when you're talking about our attitudes and our choices that every day we do have to really try to keep that on the forefront, you know. Um, and it's funny because this conversation keeps coming up about, you know, I have some people are kind of like, well, you know, you're always positive. And, you know, uh, one friend felt like one friend felt like I really wasn't good with dealing with being down or like depressed. I said, well, I said, for me, it's not that everything's great in my life all the time because it's not. We all know everybody. But I feel like if I if I didn't stay positive, I felt like things would just get worse. I find even though things may be bad, I still try to literally, I don't know if you want to say pretend, but I kind of like choose on some level to still feel positive because I feel like when I, if I don't, if I, if I go with that other feeling for me, it, it feels like to me, things get worse. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes, so indeed. I'm not saying that people should not feel their grief or feel their, you know, if you, if you have mourning, I I do that. I do that. You know, of course, I go through periods of grief and mourning, but I'm I'm saying on an everyday basis, I really choose very strongly that if I can be positive, even though it's maybe not a great day, I find that things turn around a lot quicker. Right. Oh, absolutely. And there there are different emotions that uh, have different responses. For example, sadness. You know, sadness is something that sometimes you just have to let it come out. You just have to cry. You just have to release. You just have to let the sadness 
show up in the way that it's going to show up and, and dissipate, you know, that way. Other other emotions like anger, there is usually a trigger. And that is something when you get really, really angry, especially me, because I had a lot of pent up rage because I felt I'd been done wrong, you know, by on many levels by different people. And I really was. It wasn't my imagination. There was a lot of people that did me wrong. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. 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 Um, but I got to the point in my journey where I suddenly realized, you know, if I get really angry, especially quickly, mm-hmm. that's a, that is like a, a red flag waving. And I get real excited. And I go into meditation. I'm like, oh, what's that? <laughs> I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna pull that thing out. I'm gonna find out what that's really about. Because you know, a lot of a lot of people I think at, at least most people kind of start realizing what your anger is is not always what you think it is. I mean, sometimes it is, sometimes it's face value, but other times it's really something much deeper, like what you're saying, it's triggered from something else that you know never got resolved, right? So yes. yeah. Yeah, you can sit quietly in meditation or just reflecting and try to go really deep and say, man, what is that really? It is. It's amazing. Really, really. You know, we're getting a little bit late. And I, I mean, these sessions, when I talk with my guests, these, these times go so quick and there's so much more to share. Um, but I know I told you, like I tell all my guests, I like repeating guests because I like my audience to get to know you. So we'll, we'll be doing this again. But and we still have a little bit of time, but I want you to give your website so people can reach you and okay. I, I know it's on the screen but I want you to say that loud because I also have an audience in southwest Florida that's just on the radio okay. and this will air twice a week in in southwest Florida on the radio so if you can say it out loud your website that way everybody can you know can get it okay um it's Lana Makara my name lanamakara.com And over there, I have a free seven-minute video, How to Release Negative Thinking in Seven Minutes or Less. You can download that to your phone. It's a little, cute little process where you do some hand motions and that kind of thing. So um, you can throw away your negative thoughts and uh, put it on your phone whenever you have one of those upsetting moments. You know, just hit the button, watch the seven minutes, and uh, keep going on with your day. That's great. That's great. Okay. So anybody that needs to get that spelling or information of Lana's uh, website, you can all reach me at imaginepeacenow.com. Imaginepeacenow.com. You do need to put the .com, um, and you'll get to my website. And I would be happy to forward Lana's information to you. So anybody out there that has heard it on the radio that needs that information, you can reach me as well, and I will pass on uh, Lana's information. So this is really exciting. I'm so glad to have... You know, it's funny how I, I, well, you know, you know, spirit always has their hands in this stuff because, you know, sometimes I have my weeks plan out for guests and sometimes I don't. Uh, Mostly I didn't this time because I was in the middle of a move the last few days to a week. So you just happened and somehow we just kind of, I saw you on, on Facebook and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to ask her if she's, you know, open and it worked out perfectly, of course. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm so glad that you, you were able to, like, come on and share with us. I'm, I'm amazed at your story. Absolutely. I think your inspiration of the life, you know, and I think we can all, you know, take something away from that. You know, I think 
my story is very similar to yours in some ways, not with seven kids, though I would have liked to have had seven kids. Um, just similarities of, you know, having it really, really tough. So, you know, I just feel like those kind of stories are really important to keep putting out there, especially now, especially now, you know, that if you can rise above, you know, what, what you have, you know, other people can say, wow, <laughs> I mean, really seven kids, you know, um, and doing all that you've accomplished. I mean, it's really amazing. Um, really amazing. So I want to thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Sherry, for opening your platform to me, for giving me an, an invitation, a place to speak. I just, uh, I really resonate with you and what you're doing here. So um, I know, I know. it's a very good, I, I have a very good feeling like an easy flow with you. It's really wonderful. So, yeah, I, I want to open it up a, a little bit more for maybe another um, maybe another five to eight minutes. If there's anything else that you would like to share, anything you might be doing um, now or, or if you want to if there's anybody else that would like to have you on their show or speaking engagements, anything that you want to share. Um, I know you said you're working on another book, so you kind of um, are kind of doing that. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about this book number 36. Um, <laughs> You're gonna to, see, I'm gonna to have to hook up with you. I'm serious. I'm not kidding, Lana. I need to do that with you because I have no idea how to do that. And I don't. I, I get a feeling it may not be too hard, but there's something that I'm not yet. Uh, so I'll be having a session with you. Maybe we'll do a I do readings. I do tarot readings. So we'll see what we can do. But I, I would love to be able to work with you on that. Because well, I have about probably 10 to 15 books on my computer. And I'm like, ah! You know? <laughs> I, uh, I'm a book coach, an editor, and a ghostwriter. So I have kind of two parts to my life, which maybe that's why Spirit's bringing this up now. I have mm -hmm. a spiritual side, which I do that practice, and I love that. But I also have the writing side, which I also love dearly. Um, and sometimes when people need some help uh, with getting their book done, I do book coaching. Okay. Where I look at your stuff and give you, you know, advice and that kind of thing. Or, or I also have a novel course. If somebody wants to write a novel, and they don't know how, um, which we have lessons. And that's also coaching. Oh, so I want to put that out there really big because I keep running into people, Lana, all the time. They're like, well, I really like to write a book, but I don't know how. Or mm -hmm. I'll have some people really kind of say, well, why would somebody want to read my book? I, and I tell them, I said, they would want to read your book. Because there is nobody else on the planet like you. That's why they would want to read your book. Because there is no one else like you. So your writing or your style would be, you know, different than anybody else's in the world. So I, I really want to put that out there to all the all the writers or wannabe writers, uh, authors. Um, yeah, definitely contact Lana and, and, you know, ask her about maybe getting some guidance about, uh, you know, how to start or you know, get involved in doing that. So that's, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's really important. You know, I, I keep finding more and more people that are wanting to do that. So, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, all right. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. We have like a couple more minutes. Um, I try to go up to like about 10 of or so. Okay. Um, kind I, of. Have, um, I have something that I have started doing last, last year. Mm -hmm. And that is a love campaign. And I want to just um, invite anybody that's listening who's on Facebook yeah. to go to my either my profile page or my profile or my Lana McCara page 
and you'll see a red square with the word love in white and it says please share because i was so impressed with this this person this guy got the idea to put love on billboards oh. and when he did he did this at his own expense where, where was that? what what state or what whatever i don't remember the state but he did it in a few different states okay. um, i'm not sure where it started but he did it at his own expense so this was kind of his retirement thing that he did. And wow. when he would put up these these billboards, it was just the color red with love, the word love in white. And then began to track the effect of it. And when he did that, crime rates would go down. There would be less domestic violence. It was a lot of positivity that happened because the word love was shared out like that. And so I made up a red background with the word love. I put underneath, please share. And I just invite everybody go over and share love, share it because right now we need it. Mm -hmm. We need love because love, the vibration of love is what's going to change the conflicts that we feel all around us. You cannot argue someone into being coming into a loving state. The only way to do it is to open your heart and emanate love, broadcast love from your heart and change the literal vibration in the air. And one of the ways to do that is to share that little sign, that love sign all over the place. Who can, who, who would be offended by that? Who would say, don't share that? Get it out there because yeah. we need it. We mm-hmm. really need it. And so when that happened, when I got that idea and I started to share that out, mm-hmm. I realized that when I was thinking about people that had need, if I was in a space of, of lower vibration, worry, blame, anger, that worry vibration. And I was thinking about that person. I'm actually drawing energy away from them. Mm -hmm. But if my heart was full of love and I could just let the love spill over, Mm -hmm. let it spill over and emanate out to them, that is lifting. Yeah. That's helping. Yeah. Not only that, but it's actually doing it, not just for the other person, but it's actually going into the collective. Yes. So anytime we really do. And again, we're not trying to say you don't you don't want to not feel your emotions. We're not we're not promoting that. I think it's more about keeping in the forefront that though that's still a good thing to express your emotions um, when you're talking where it's really kind of deep and darker, you know, where it's becoming too that then you, you're doing more damage, not only to the other person, but to yourself and to the collective of, of the world. So, yeah, again, that's that's one of those things that, you know, we can all be more aware of. So I, I just want to, again, thank you for being on our show. Again, we're going to put up Alana's website real quick. That way, for those who are viewing us on um, YouTube, um, you'll be able to get a hold of Lana. And um, check her out and all, all the great work she's doing. So I'm, I'm really excited to have met you. And I'm sure we're going to have a, a much longer conversation, you and I, uh, at another time. 
So yeah, thank you again, Lon. I just want to, you know, um, I'm honored that you were able to, to join me this week since it was such short notice. So thank you for that. Thank you so much for your invitation. Yeah. Okay. So um, I want to thank my audience again for joining us week after week. Um, I, I, you know, it's always interesting to me what's going to uh, transpire, who's going to be on the show and what conversations we're going to unravel. And I always hope that somehow it is, um, bringing some kind of new information for you that might help you in your life or help a loved one or um, hopefully just we keep moving forward. You know, I think the whole idea with everything going on in the world that we just need to keep remembering um, there are a lot of us, you know, a lot of individuals in the world that are trying to keep, keep each one of us afloat, right? Um, trying to help us all to... Um, you know, um, deal with, with whatever we're dealing with every day or every week. So I want to thank you for joining us. And um, I hope you'll be back next week for another great show on Secrets of the Universe. I want to thank my managers again. I like to do that from time to time. I have two different managers that are just very um, valuable to me. They're, they're so wonderful in keeping this show and, uh, and my radio show in Southwest Florida. Um, keeping it going for me. I am really thankful to them. So we'll see you next week and follow the path. So divine for you, designed for you. Take care. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic packs. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.